We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions, a Q&A-style show covering whatever our subscribers feel like hearing about. And it's presented by Macadoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits. Now in Kansas City, the latest episode of 21 Questions begins now. It's 21 Questions presented by our friends at Macadoodles. It's Craig Stout's favorite place, and I'm here with Craig Stout. What's good, buddy? Uh, what's good? Macadoodles is good. That's what's good. I can't wait. I get to go to a Macadoodles very, very soon. Very soon. Both this weekend and at the draft, I'm going to have an opportunity because, Kansas City, you have a Macadoodles in your metro area in Lee Summit, Missouri. Best prices. Best customer service, best selection. You've heard me talk about it now for two years. I never get tired of talking about it because I genuinely love Macadoodles. If you haven't been over there, get over there. They're going to get you what you need. They're going to recommend for you what you want. And you're going to go home happy with your wallet full because you didn't spend too much. Unless you're like me. And then that's just going to make you buy more because you you really love the prices and the selection. But we love Macadoodles and... Uh, who can't? Oh, I love you too, buddy. And I love all the people that have asked questions for us today from the KCSN Discord. You get access to the KCSN Discord by being a subscriber to KCSN Substack. You can get three months of access to the KCSN Substack and this Discord channel, by the way, if you buy the KCSN Draft Guide for $12.99. The link to purchases in the description of the show. You're going to get 300 pages of Chiefs-specific content. There is a Craig is Great mention in the book. Uh, as well, uh, and three months of the KCSN sub- Substack, all for twelve ninety nine. So that's a way that you can get access to all this. Start asking your own questions. Uh, we have plenty of great ones. We're starting with anti law lawyer. There was a clear theme discernible by this point in every prior Brett Veach offseason, i.e., the rookie contract load up, the run it back, rebuild the O line, etc. What is the theme so far this year of the offseason, Craig Stout? I mean, is it, let's see what Patrick can do? <laughs> is, that, is that what the theme? No. I think the theme is um, not overpaying. Uh, I think what we're seeing right now is a concerted effort by Brett Peach and this front office to kind of stay firm, stand pat, and not overpay to try and fill needs. We saw them staying firm on Orlando Brown Jr. Didn't even tag him and try and trade him. Who knows? Obviously, his market wasn't as hot as any of us thought it might get to. So the Chiefs let him walk, let him go get paid, sign Jawan Taylor, a younger player that they feel has the requisite athleticism to protect up the arc for Patrick Mahomes. They let Juju Smith-Schuster leave their wide receiver one last year for a you know $11 million a year contract that they deemed, hey, that's too much for us to pay. And tried, you know, they're going to ride with Kadarius Tony. Well, was, remains to be seen what's going to happen with the wide receiver there. But bought low on some linebacker, you know, Drew Tranquil. Bought low on, you know, safety and Mike Edwards. I've liked the approach. It seems like 
the Chiefs are making sure that they are not overreaching here. And I don't know if that's because they've looked at this and they've said, hey, we won in a rebuilding year. We can do this again. We don't need to rush into this. We've got the second ring already. Let's go ahead and try and submit this long term. We know that Patrick can do it. This might be a little bit of a down year from some of the talent perspective, but this might be the year that they really just go all in on the young guys, on the cheaper guys, and just try and solidify the future so that over the next three or four years, they can make the splashier moves and make some of the higher end moves that are really going to take them over the top. I think similar vein to you, if I was going to try to come up with some catchy coin phrase, it's going to sound like a diss, like house money. Almost like oh, I like Chiefs, that though. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the Chiefs went through this big transformation last year, and they messed around and won the Super Bowl because all their draft picks hit. And now you're sitting here with another ring on your fi- finger, and the checks are getting a little harder to write just because there's so much jewelry on your hand, right? Uh so I'm just looking at this team going, okay, so maybe they aren't going out of their way to, you know, chase another ring this year, and that sounds bad. Like they're still going to be in it because they were in it last year. And they're going to be in it this year. They're maybe not as aggressively chasing, you know, so many spots this year where they're trying to load up to make sure, you know, that this is it's not an all or nothing year. It's a continue to be healthy, to continue to make sound decisions. You have another you have another Super Bowl in the bank that affords you a little bit more um, maybe freedom to not experiment. You're not wasting a year of Mahomes' career. You're not experimenting with a year of Mahomes' career. You're just being a little bit more willing to maybe be more sound and disciplined. And you've seen that with the Juju Smith-Schuster contract. They weren't really willing to give a lot of you know a lot to Juju Smith-Schuster, and they you know made some really sound, smart moves. But they've kind of done it on their terms. You know, it seems like for the most part, they've spent this whole offseason on their terms. Uh, maybe that's the phrase. Our terms, yeah. Our terms. yeah. The our terms off season. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't hate I mean, it. it. It applies to Orlando Brown Jr. It applies yep. to Juju Smith Schuster. It applies to Nicole Hardman, I suppose. To an Ar- Charles Menehue. I mean, Menehue. Yeah, they they did. They made a lot of really smart moves on their terms, and they got you know they got a good football team together. There's still clearly some holes that they got to fix. That's not to say they didn't spend anything. I mean, they they went out and grabbed Juwan Taylor. But um, yeah, it's just like a it's it's a it's an interesting spot where you know we all want to just put the foot on the gas pedal all the time every time, and it's just been a little bit more measured approach. But I think that continues to lead continues to lead to more cap health, more health for the roster and all that stuff moving forward. They're gonna have to pay some of these great draft picks eventually too. So yeah, Julian Cial says, "What is the most draft capital you would give up for Quentin Johnston?" For me, it's. What there's a difference. Most I would give up is 31. If you told me the Chiefs gave up 31 in 95, I'd be okay. So I think I don't know if I'd be the one aggressively moving up for Quentin Johnston, but I would 100% be okay if the Chiefs wound up doing it. What say you, Craig? Yeah, it's 95 for me. I don't think, and it's. Part about 30 is 31 and 95. 31 and 95. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I, if Quinn Johnson's available at 95 and the Chiefs aren't taking him, I, there's something wrong. No, I'll miss you. I would be, yeah. but uh, yeah, 31 and 95 to move up. That, that's a very small move up. You're talking, what's that, 25, 26, something like that that you're getting able to move up for. Um, that's fine. I don't want to give up any more than that, even if he's the last wide receiver on the board and the last one that you really truly feel comfortable with, because much like we just got done talking about there, it's kind of on their terms and that you're forcing the issue a little bit in that situation. Now, am I happy, happier with Quentin Johnson on this roster? Absolutely. I love that player, love the fit, would love him in Kansas City, but at the same time, I don't need to give up a first and a second for that kind of wide receiver based on the way that other wide receivers in the NFL are getting traded, the assets that they're getting traded for right now, that's a steep trade. Even a one and a three is a fairly steep trade right now for a wide receiver in the NFL. You can get a lot of quality veteran wide receivers for that. So that's almost a scenario where if you don't feel like you you need to trade up and you need that rookie contract, I would almost rather call around and see, hey, if I if we got a one and a three, can I get 
Brandon Ayuk? Can I get, you know, a player of that quality that you know is going to come in and be an instant contributor versus maybe spending those assets on an individual that you're hoping works out? And the Chiefs have thought that way before. Obviously, you think of the Frank Clark trade where they went, we could spend a one and a three to try and move up and try and get Montez Sweat, or let's trade that one and the three for the proven guy and pay him. BA Cyclone. What's your personal favorite pick at the end of the first round, even if they had to trade up to 25 to get this guy? Who is it for you, Craig? I've got one. Oh, you, you do? You go ahead. You go ahead. I, I've told you guys this like last week. I think if Jordan Addison, if I'd had another month or <laughs> another week, two weeks, Jordan Addison is probably a my guy by this point. I have just... I've completely, I don't know, it's not flipped. I always liked him. I just fell in love with him as a prospect. And, you know, there's he's the most complete route runner in this entire draft class. He's stronger than the 171 he plays at the top of the route. Yeah, he can still get caught up at the line of scrimmage against a good press, like, understandably. But if you, if you let him get into his route at all and you let him get to the top of it, like, he's going to be able to break off through it with, with confidence and strength. Great route runner great hands, um, a more complete route tree than anybody in this class. Obviously, the size concerns might push him down into that range. I think he's he's very quickly become one of my favorite players in this class. If Jordan Addison is the pick for the Chiefs, I am absolutely thrilled. Um, Man, this is, this is tough for me because it's kind of shifted so much that I'm seeing so many guys that are in that range. Um, we, we've seen mocks with both Darnell Wright and... Anton Harrison, offensive tackles available there. We've even seen some with Broderick Jones floating around that range, which, I mean, if Big Broad's there, that, that's the one he won't be. But I I have seen enough of Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness kind of floating around just a little bit in the early 20s, early 20s range that makes me think that one of those guys could be there, and that would be a dream move up for me. Because I do believe that both of those guys are capable of an edge one ceiling. I think that both of them are going to take a little while to get there. But now you've got George Karloftis. Now you've got the other edge that you can count on to be a true three down edge on the outside. And and Charles Amenehue out there as well. That is a really strong three man edge rotation and a cheap one on top of that. The Chiefs would get significantly cheaper at edge. That is less for those three guys than they've been spending at their edge position on one guy for the past several years. So, I mean, you're going to get good quality play out of those guys. Young development for Joe Cullen. I I would absolutely love a move like that. Would you trade 31 and 63 for Lucas Van Ness? And... I don't... That's still steep. I I know I just said that about Quentin Johnson. No, I don't think I would. 31 and 63 for Broderick Jones. Yes, absolutely. Broderick Jones shouldn't be there. So 31 and 63 for Big Broad, you are locked in at offense. Patrick Mahomes is going to be able Mm -hmm. to bake cookies back there. He's going to have all kinds of time. 31 and 63 for Miles Murphy. No. Okay. Just curious. Just curious. That's all. Uh, hit the like button if, and subscribe button if you're watching. Leave a comment. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Uh, all right. Uh, Bar of 93, it's Friday of the NFL draft, and you're having to bounce back after Thursday night going late. What are you eating, and what is your alcohol of choice to make it through rounds two and three? Oh, man. My alcohol of choice, uh, bourbon. Just <laughs> uh, We call it Ben Holiday bourbon just to shout out one of our other sponsors, and I do genuinely like it. So, yeah, I'd have a little been holiday bourbon on the rocks and then what am i eating oh my goodness um i would say man, it's going to be so tough because the draft is going to impact a lot of openings for uh places around town i mean with all of us that were coming in town we're really hoping to get to chef jay's over there which is apparently amazing but they will be their their actual brick and mortar place is going to be shut down this weekend so i would find uh, the best barbecue that you can that's open, whether that's, you know, a Q39, Joe's, Jack Stack, whoever it is, go find it. You're going to be waiting in line, but pro- I promise you, it is absolutely worth the wait. 
Okay, so I'm ready to be adventurous here with my food. There is a place I haven't been to yet in KC called Denver Biscuit Company, and it's getting very, very good reviews from people as well. And so it's got it's a unique breakfast spot. There's a lot of like unique uh, biscuit sandwiches and all that kind of stuff. I would check that place out. Uh, as far as what I'd be drinking, man, Craig, Craig can attest to this. I really don't like to drink during shows or anything. Like it's just. I don't, I just can't do it. I just, I'm, it's just not me. So I'm probably sipping on LaCroix. Actually, probably just flat water, if we're being honest. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. A sports network for today's fan. KC Sports Network. Podcasts, YouTube, social media, live shows. KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you are watching. Appreciate everybody that is hanging out with us. Thank you for supporting KC Sports Network. Those likes, those subscribe buttons, they go a long way in helping us grow this channel. So we'd appreciate any support we possibly can. And go on your podcatcher of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are. Give us a five-star review. Go there. Drop a five-star there. They love that, too. All Everybody loves it when that happens. So go there if you haven't yet, or even if you have. Go back and do it again. We love them. I'm afraid to ask this question. Yep. Julian K. Mm-hmm. Who has worse food takes? Kent or Will Levis? Kent. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> now, Will Levis has pretty bad food takes. Let's let's be clear. Any man that squirts not just mayo into his coffee, because I've heard that before, but the volume of mayo. That man has a half a cup of coffee. And it ends up full. It ends up rising full because of the amount of Miracle Whip. So it's not even real mayo, but Miracle Whip that he puts in there. That is awful. That is bad. But I have eaten with Kent. (laughs) I have seen Kent in person and the foods that he will choose and the options that he would like to eat. So it's Kent. Man eats a banana peel like he doesn't peel his banana. I know, I know. It's it's gross. It's disgusting. He's got terrible food takes. The toasty ass. Moving on. I'm distraught. What are the biggest positional needs for 2024 and 2025 season, besides wide receiver that are likely to be addressed in the 2023 draft? Okay, so defensive tackle, I think is one. Uh that makes a ton of sense. Tight end mm-hmm. becomes more and more important the older Travis, Travis Kelsey gets. Obviously, I could see them grabbing another interior offensive lineman to at least be that swing guy, that rotational piece, you know, with Nick Allegretti. Outside of that, I mean, am I missing one? I think those are the three ones that are more forward thinking. I think so too. Uh, and I, I was going to say interior offensive line, I would say safety. 
you might be able to throw safety in the mix there. I, I mean, you got a solid two with Justin That's Reed true. and two are on one Cook, deal. Yeah. but they're two are on one year deal. So if you're thinking really far into the future, we were kind of going through this a little bit last year. Where we were like, wow, the Chiefs with their quarterback room, they got DeAndre Baker, they got Lonnie Johnson. They got a couple of swings on guys that can kind of round out the bottom. And then neither one of them made the roster because they drafted guys that were better and increased the outlook for it. I could see that happening with safety. Mike uh, wants to know how my jump shot's feeling two weeks before Maddie's in town. Uh, it was doing. I I did get. I did actually go shoot for the first time in a while the other day. It was the 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 jump shot. It's still there. It it is still there. Uh, it was good to see. I I'd missed it. I'd missed playing. Where are we I, playing? I, are we playing? I don't know. We're, coming, we're going playing? to the Burbs. Are you are you guys coming to Olathe to come to my gym, buddy? But it gets you on the basketball court. Maddie will be there. At six, I honestly, honestly, I would love because, like, it's not like the the trash talk between Maddie stuff. Like, there's that, but like, the most irrational confidence between our group chat with me, Craig, Maddie, and uh, Bearcat. We all think we are elite basketball players. It's incredible, and like the confidence and the trash talk. We don't, we we spend so much time building each other up fixing each other's crowns all the time. We're just a ball of positivity and love towards each other, except for when we would start talking about basketball. <laughs> then we will drill scorched earth <laughs> on it. We have determined that Maddie and I are the only ones that can actually play, and only I am going to be able to play for, like, you you keep telling us about this shot. I haven't seen it. I could be convinced otherwise. I look. I I will own it. I I'm not very good on defense. That <laughs> that probably doesn't surprise you. That probably doesn't surprise you. That I'm not out here just what? Wait the the quarterback doesn't care uh, about defense. Yeah, I'm not getting in a stance and just trying to lock you down. I'm trying to I'm trying to outscore you. I'm trying to make elite passes and I'm trying to shoot you out of the gym. And if I'm on, you're you're getting shot out of the gym. It's okay. Happening. Hey, listen, that's fine. I welcome you to try and shoot over my reach. Uh, I you're of a pump fake. Oh boy, you think I'm a terrible defensive player, don't you? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, look, this is the first time all of our egos have kicked in. Ever. That's true. Think <laughs> you're jumping, Craig. My mine mine doesn't kick in very often, but it does when we talk about basketball. This conversation every time we have it, I love it. Yeah, I want to. I what if we teamed up? That's what I want to find out. Like if what, we, you and I? No, the all four of us just went and just rolled into a gym. I would just like to see that a little bit too. Pro- Producer Jordan asks if he wants or if he can ref this, buddy. No, there there's no ref. Jordan, no. remember who bought you Chef J if that happened. All right, Grayson Jasper is asked, rapid three-round mock draft, no wide receiver or edges, go. Okay, uh, Anton Harrison, round one, no wide receiver or edges. I'm going to go with... Tucker um, Craft. Uh, okay, yeah, Tucker Craft. I, I was either going to do that or Luke Schoonmaker. And then Julius Brintz. Uh, those are my three. Take a gamble on... Uh, Tier one corner. I know I think Chiefs Julius, don't need a corner, but I don't think you can get Julius Brinson. It's probably, but probably not. Okay, that's how the about speed the, round, that's the speed round in you right there. We we flip those two. Fine. Then. Yeah, that was it. Even then, I think I I if he's at sixty three, I think Chiefs should take because I don't think he's going to be there. Yeah. Uh. All right, Clayton. F, dream first three rounds and nightmare first three. Rounds. Uh, all right. Let's do the nightmare <laughs> first. Okay. Keon White. <laughs> I think that well, he put he put it out into the world, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what? Oh no, I should have. I look, but Bolton was not the nightmare. He was not the nightmare scenario. He just wasn't my preference in the first round when they had a first round pick, and then they got a second round pick. He wanted to be the first pick in the draft, but he, that was kind of funny. Um, I think Keon White's the. I think he's the nightmare. Ed, like the the, the, night, the nightmare pick in round one, right? And let's let's explain this. Keon White, very athletic, very long, checks a bunch of boxes for Steve Spagnolo. Older prospect. Um, he's 24 right now. At the end of his rookie deal with the player option, he will be almost 30. And he's got a lot of growing to do as a player. He's got a lot of stuff to learn. So 
you got to teach him a lot of stuff. You're maybe not getting, but certainly if Brett Veach is still here, you're probably not getting a second contract out of him. That's just a very anti-Chiefs first-round move from what we've seen so far. Yeah, and it's just like how often does a 24-year-old, like, look, the traits are undeniable, size, speed. Oh, yeah. Everything. He's got it. He's, 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 he's got all the traits in spades. Doesn't completely know how to rush the passer yet. Has some work to do against, you know, just a, across the board, really, if we're being honest. How often does a 24-year-old just grow at a level that you're anticipating, you know? Like, that's the big question. Like, you don't see 24-year-olds ascend much more. That's the kind of concern. All right, so they go Keon White, and they're trying to take a wide receiver, and they reach for a wide receiver in round two. And that receiver is... Oh, man. Tank Dell. No. Okay, let's be a little bit more realistic than that. Okay. Is it is it is it a, a Cedric Tillman? Is it a Rashi Rice? I mean, I, is I it... see, here's the thing. I don't... Uh, okay, I, I can see what you're saying there as far as a nightmare scenario. I don't dislike those guys in round no, two. Like, it, I, I can be on board with those guys in round two, I guess. It's just yeah. when... It's just kind of like... It's just kind of going with that right after Keon White. Sure. I mean, both of those guys are older prospects. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I think Cedric Tillman's already 23 or is about to be 23. Let me double check on that. I think it's Rashi Rice 23 already. I mean, she Rice and be 23 in his rookie year. He's turning 23 in a week. So happy birthday, Rashi Rice. Uh, and then Cedric Tillman turns 23 in. Uh, oh, in six days. So happy birthday, Cedric Tillman. Holy cow. So wow. you've got two guys. Yeah, I, I, I know my age is on my prospects. They're, yeah, so they're both about to turn 23. You just drafted a 24-year-old with some upside that may not get realized because he's 24 years old. And now you've backed it up with two wide receivers who are pretty defined. One is a you know true X, kind of on a linear plane, good down the field as, an, as a ball winner. And then you've got... Rasheed Rice, who struggles to separate, it's good down the field as a ball winner, but yeah, I don't know. That's just it's just not the most it's most it's not the most energizing draft for me. I'm gonna it, 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 I and I see where you're coming from, and I know like people are gonna look at their Casey draft guide and go, well, both of those guys are high fits. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Chiefs need wide receivers, so they're just other guys that maybe you get a little more jazzed about that you want to gamble a little bit more on the traits. Again, it goes back to what we were saying before, like. At least those guys will be 28 when they're 27 when their rookie contract's up. So Brett Veach might actually extend them an offer, but it's a lot of development for an older prospect. And it, it's just hard to swallow one right after the other. I can get that for you, Ken. So ni- 95 is Devin A chain, like a running back. Like, yeah, but I see De- Devin. I like offense it. Is, it is explosive. It's like, fun. But- it's fun. It's that's just weird. Of the three, that's my favorite. And when your round three pick is your favorite, we've seen that a couple of times in the draft under Brett Veach. And it's not been great. Like that draft class traditionally has not worked out great. He'd at least be explosive. He'd give you some home run ability, the ability to, you know, kind of do some of the things that we envision Jet McKinnon when he's healthy and you know, hasn't lost a step, which hopefully he's healthy this offseason. They can bring him back. But we he, he does some of those things outside of the pass protection stuff. So uh, you're still not solving everything there, but at least you got a home run hitter. Uh, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching. Uh, as far as perfect Chiefs scenarios, I'm pretty sure we're probably going to get into some of that stuff over the next couple weeks. So, so just kind of be on the lookout for that. Jordan um, Addison. Jay the fan, who was one player that you were absolutely sure was going to hit it big in the NFL that never panned out? I was really big on Darwin Thompson after listening to Matt Wald- Waldman and watching his highlights. Mm, I, we get asked yeah. this question a lot. Yeah, we do. We do. We really, um, we really liked Kelvin Harmon. We were really high on Kelvin Harmon five years ago. Yeah. Uh, that was one that we were really I mean, big on. We... We loved Cullen Farrell. Loved him coming out. He was the number four overall prospect for us coming out in that draft, and that was a really good edge class. Went number four overall, never panned out. 
absolutely never panned out. I was a big Arden Key fan when he came out, really big Arden Key fan, and it's taken him a little while, and luckily he's gotten into it. And then probably my my biggest guy that I, I was just pounding the table for and the Chiefs actually selected him, uh, Key Russell, Tavari Russell. Uh, I love that guy. Loved him coming out when the Chiefs drafted him. I was ecstatic. He didn't make it to week one, and he was drafted in the third round. Absolutely bombed out of the Chiefs system. Zach, other Loomis he's going by right now, uh, asks, which KCSN teammate are you each drift compatible with? Mm -hmm. So explain drift compatible. Drift compatible is from Pacific Rim. That's uh, the the two people that are operating the the kaiju robots, and uh, they have to be on the same wavelength in order to do it. Ooh, okay. Can I guess yours? Yeah, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we like the same drive prospects. You guys, well, you, you just have like, there's just like something just, yeah, there's something innate with those guys. It's, it's, it's in, it's just indefinable. Um, mine's, do you want to guess mine? I have two in, in mind. I mean, you, you and Tucker, <laughs> you and Tucker are, are yeah. really tight in that regard. I think Tucker's up there. I think Tucker's okay. up there. It just, I oh, it, like you just look at how like, you look at how like, like that's how we room in Vegas. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it checks out. It, I I think those both. Check you remember out. when BJ tried to tried to split up the the roofs? I <laughs> hear. I just stepped like, in. I stepped in, and I was like, as much as I would love to sleep with Craig, don't clip that, Jordan. Um. I just do. I mean, like, you guys need your space and your wavelength and you're, like, three hours in the morning where you're actually up and nobody else is. Like, <laughs> it's just, you guys do operate a very just, you can operate on the same time. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Folks, I got to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is Athletic Greens. I've been taking AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and I gave it a try because I wanted to get that better gut health. I wanted to uh, have the sustained energy. You got to support the immune system, especially this time of the year. And I hated taking all those pills and vitamins to actually get all those supplements, and it tastes great as well. I take it in the morning before I start my day, before I make that cup of coffee, and it makes me feel ready to take on everything that we've got going on here at KCSN. And you know, all great athletes take care of their body. I'm not the same kind of athlete as Patrick Mahomes, but I still like to take care of my body, and that's when uh, I've been going to AG1. That's why I'm a huge fan. You get all that nutrition in just one little cup. It's it's a great, it's great for long-term gut health support as well with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. That's athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. Check it out. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Thanks, everybody that's watching right now. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We're answering the subscriber questions from the KCSN Substack. We got this one from Just DRK. First move the Chiefs make to clear some cap space. I mean, it's, sure. it's I think that's like, it's the only logical one. I think it's really the only, the only lever they have left to pull realistically to do anything tangible is that Chris Jones extension. So if they want more cap space, they're going to have to do that. Yeah, you could trade Clyde Edwards Alaire and you could, you know, save a couple million. I don't think that's happening. Uh right. you could, you know, it, there's really not a ton of big 
needle movers right now. I don't think for for making cast base. So I think I think that's the only only logical one. Um, Connor DC, who is a player at a position the Chiefs are strong at that you'd be okay with them taking at thirty one if they felt. Ooh, I know where this one's going. Uh tight end. I, I mean, we talked a little bit about tight end. I'm gonna go tight end there. Oh, uh, I, I I thought okay. You thought I know what you thought of. I say I'll let you have that one. But you know, no, I. I really think the tight end makes a lot of sense. I think that they could put multiple guys out there. I love the room, and I would be fine with it. We talked about it on the lab last week. Like th- that's a that's a move that the Chiefs could make that I'm not going to be upset with. I know that it doesn't fill an immediate need, but if you wanted to try and tell me, hey, that was the highest rated player on my board in this class, <laughs> this tight end class, yeah, I'd be on board with it. If it's you know a guy that can help spell Travis Kelsey and also get him out of the box so that he can be more of an X receiver versus an inline blocker. Brian Branch would be mighty tempting. I am quite surprised that Craig didn't go for this one because this is like one of his guys. So uh, a guy that primarily operates out of the slot, and he's exceptional from there. He's not the best athlete, and the reason the Chiefs might be getting him, well, that's probably really presumptuous. The the reason the Chiefs might be in range to get him is because he's not the greatest tester. He's not the best of athletes. It kind of shows up on tape a little bit, but everything else about him, the player is exceptional. He is a um, just the highest IQ player. He's an exceptional communicator. He plays fast, plays faster than his, his measurements because he's just processing at such a high clip. Great, t- super sound tackler, excellent instincts. He has everything you want except for high end athleticism. And so I mean he, he's so he's such a good football player that he tested super average. Like super average. And it didn't really make his draft stock fall very far. Like he was a guy that was gonna be the back half just because of the positional value. Safety is not a position that typically goes very high unless you're a super freak. And he tested super average, and everybody just went, eh, yeah, makes sense. Who cares? He's still a good football player. So, yeah, I, I would love Brian Branch. Grayson asks if Chris Jones will top last year's performance. <laughs> this is an this is an extremely, extremely, extremely interesting question. I'm, okay. I. It's going to depend on the round one draft pick. I really think that it's going to depend on the round one draft pick. If it is a quality edge defender, yes, I think that he will because teams won't be able to focus on Chris Jones as much. They won't be able to line up and just say, okay, we're making sure this guy doesn't beat us, and then we're fine if George Karloftis gets there with his motor. We're fine if Mike Dana gets there at the end. We're fine if Charles Lamentehue gets there you know, a little bit quickly. We can improvise and work around that. If they get another good edge defender, it makes it so difficult for offensive lines to shift the protections fully to Chris Jones, and he'll see more one-on-one options. If he sees more one-on-one options, he's going to top last year. I I truly believe that, especially if he doesn't get a contract. Contract year, undefeated. That's where I'm going with this, the contract situation. The Chiefs don't believe that Chris Jones can top last year's contract. I bet you they let him play this year out. Hmm. Sure. I I mean, yeah, that would tell you a lot about what they think. And I'm just I I'm just like I think that's what's interesting. It's do you want like do you believe he's still ascending? If you believe he's still ascending, you pay him now. If you don't believe he can do what he did last year, then maybe you play this year out and you see what happens. And you draw the line. You 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 know, you're you're gonna do this offseason on your terms. Maybe they're doing the Chris Jones deal on their terms. Right. If if it's just I, I I'm not necessarily advocating for this. I just wonder. Maybe maybe if the Chiefs if the Chiefs think he's on the on the downslope, maybe they let him play another year out because they don't want to play for a descending player. I I don't know. I that, they've got it. They've got the room right now. They've got him under the cap. They're gonna right. be able to sign their rookie class. It's not like they need to make that move. Now I think we are very much team pay Chris like he's he's that level of good and I think he's going to stay that good but if the Chiefs are starting to see a little bit of downturn if there's something there that they don't they, know behind the scene 
I mean, yep. if, if they just don't think he's ascending anymore. Like, it's, right. you realize how hard it is to beat last year's, like, good Holy Lord. cow, he was good. He was unbelievable. Third in defensive player of the year voting for uh, amongst the entire NFL, and I'd argue maybe he should have been one higher. He was, but, unbe- yeah. he was unbelievable. So it's yeah. just it's just going to be interesting to see how they navigate. That's all. Mm-hmm. They try to, you know, keep the carrot out there for him contractually. See if he can do it another year and then pay him. Like I don't know. It's just, I'm just I just it's interesting. Yeah, so that was that was a big question mark there. But, huge. And there's a lot of context to it. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, again, they added edge. You don't pay him. He's absolutely beaten last year. Like I, I unequivocally, I think he's beating last year. So do you then? I maybe the Chiefs shouldn't even do that. Maybe no, they, they should pay him. They should absolutely <laughs> pay him because if he does this, if he beats last year, guess what? Now you are paying him what Aaron. You're paying Aaron Donald money. Yep. <laughs> Arrow, what do you think is a reasonable expectation for George Karloftis this upcoming season, Craig? I mean, I I think what we started to see at the end of the year and the way that he was coming on, just more consistency in that regard. I'm not looking for numbers here and sack numbers and things like that. I don't think that George Karloftis is full weight of what he brings to this defense is going to come in pure sack numbers. And I think we even said that last year when he was drafted. You're going to see a guy that's going to hustle into some sacks at the end of some some things. He is hard to deal with for four quarters because he just keeps coming. He's relentless. And that's a positive thing. You're going to see some games where that relentlessness doesn't pay off. That doesn't mean that he has a bad game or anything like that. I think just keep seeing what we saw at the end of the year, that you started to see a little quicker wins. You started to see better run defense. You started to see him identifying things quicker, and you started to see the pressures really go up, not just the sacks, but the pressures really go up as well. He was right there on a lot of those plays that Frank Clark made, that Chris Jones made as well, that Mike Dana made. Like He, w- he was kind of a catalyst. That's all he needs to be, and if that continues, then I think that that is an incredibly successful sophomore campaign for George Karloftis. Leighton Y44 asks, who is the one player you don't want to go to a division rival in of the Chiefs in the draft? Well, you know, uh, it's a little tricky because two teams don't exactly have a first-round pick in the AFC West. Uh, Why would they have done that? Uh, the, Boy, that's... the chasing in desperation should try to pursue the best player in the world who happens well, to be a Kansas City Chief. I'll tell you what, at least both of those teams were really good last year that's to justify true. the fact that they wasted those first-round draft yeah. picks. Maybe, yeah. And both of those teams won a playoff game, and so did the team that I'm oh, yeah. about to talk about here uh, <laughs> is the Los Angeles Chargers, who definitely had a lot of success last year as well. I would prefer they don't draft Jordan Addison. I mean, yeah. I just had Len talk about him being a, one of my guys. They're the only team with the first-round pick. I, it's like, you know, because everybody else is uh, – I guess the Raiders have one. No, the Raiders have one, too. They, sorry, I, I'm still thinking about the Broncos. I completely dismissed the Raiders for a second. I'm sorry. Uh, they're so out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but uh, the Chargers – I don't want to see the Chargers draft Jordan Addison because I think he's a really, really good football player. I don't really care who the Raiders pick. It doesn't matter. They stink, and they're an embarrassing franchise. I would, uh, goodness. <laughs> like, I was getting ready to move in, transition into my bed. And, wow. Some vitriol there. Um, for the Raiders, um, I don't want, it, it, and there's next to no chance that this happens, but let's say there's, one of the top two, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, falls to three. And for whatever reason, the Cardinals don't have the handshake agreement with the Colts that I think everybody in the NFL thinks that they do right now to move up a spot and protect them. Let's say the Raiders come in big and trade up to three and get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I think that that's a good enough player to make them more relevant and make them a little bit more able to compete in the AFC West. It certainly gives them a really high floor at that position, which they haven't had in a rookie contract in a long time there. So that's realistically the only thing for the Raiders that would bug me. For the Chargers, I don't want to see Nolan Smith go there. I think Nolan Smith's going to be an exceptional professional. I, I think he's going to be a really good edge defender. I think he's going to be one of those guys. We just got done talking about relentless. Nolan Smith is relentless the mentality over there, the shift that would occur in that defense, I think would be significant. And he would bring about 
kind of a, a little different mentality, a little different effort level that is contagious. We've seen it throughout his career. That might get that Chargers defense that is full of potential and full of really good players that aren't always healthy, but might actually get them to help turn the corner a little bit. And frankly, I don't want that. So yeah, definitely uh, don't want a guy like Nolan Smith going there. B Higgs asks, you and a friend are in town for the draft and looking for some local places to eat that won't be swamped. So this excludes the KCSN draft party location. Love that. Uh, over draft weekend, where are you going? So I, I think check out Heart Barbecue. Um, they so Chef J is not going to be open. I've been telling everybody that can you know breathe about Chef J. Heart Harp is as 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 good. Um, they're they're awesome. Uh, they're a little bit farther away from like the the downtown area. Um, they're really 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 good barbecue. Um, they've got some of the best brisket in the city. Um, they've got really really good food and their sides are awesome too so i'd check them out um they're off of gregory boulevard they're not too far they're really not too far from like arrowhead and stuff i actually kind of work out there in that area so it's really not far from where i work like if you've ever been to crane brewing they used to be in crane brewing and they did not move far from there if you want like a quick lunch or something i'd go to like buffalo state pizza um it's downtown um, it's, it's very good. It's kind of like a New York slice size pizza, good toppings. Like they got some locally sourced pro- product, uh, you know, locally sourced, um, toppings and stuff there. It's a very good quick pizza. Um, very good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other off the beaten path spots you guys need to check. I got no, I'll, I'll, I will say one more other barbecue place, LC's, um, it can be, you know, it's, it's, it's a relatively popular one as well. So it can get a little busy at times, but it's, I think enough of a, you know, doesn't have like the name recognition as some of the other, you know, more touristy places that are going to get caught. Um, that's another spot I'd check out too. Um, it's a little bit east of, uh, a little bit east of the plaza and it's dude, you walk, have you been to LC's Craig? I have. Yeah. You walk in and there's just, they open this giant locker full of smoked meat and it's Mm -hmm. just perfection. It's so good. So a couple barbecue places, pizza place you got. You got any, Craig? Yeah, I do. Um, when I go to Kansas City and I eat off the beaten path, I trust my good pal, Ryan Scott Hall. He is, um, I trust him with my life with food recommendations there. So um, Brown's Irish Marketplace uh, has the best Reuben in Kansas City. If you're looking for a place like that, it's a neat little spot as well. Went there and ate lunch with him. Tatas are delicious as well. Plus, you can pick up some Irish whiskey while you're there. It is a true marketplace that has a deli counter there as well. And also, another one completely off the beaten path here, Szechuan Dynasty in Overland Park serves authentic Szechuan Chinese food. Um, If you've never had it before, it is different. Spices are numbing rather than hot. And the food was absolutely delicious. We went there. Uh, took Maddie, took Bearcat as well, and all of us. It didn't matter what it was that we ordered. Everybody to a person just absolutely loved what they had to have. Their little hole in the wall at a strip mall. Highly recommend that as well if you're looking for off the beat. I can vouch for that too because I came in. And I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Chinese food guy, and I, I don't really like the soy ginger profile of that kind of stuff. But when I went there, I had some. I think it was Ryan's. I, it yeah. was good. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, Casey LVIII Niners. Uh, how far can the G's trade up realistically in this draft? Wow. Uh, I, I mean, they could, they could probably get up to the late teens if they gave up their first round pick in 2024 to go to pair with 31. So if they really wanted to do it, they could move on from their first round pick to try to get up there. Um, if not, I like that's probably the that's probably the ceiling. I think is like that eighteen nineteen. You might be able to to get away with giving up your first round pick. No, most teams like to kind of subtract around in value, so that's about the value of the second round pick. That's about where the second round pick goes. I think a team with a round one pick might be a little bit more willing to move up. So there might be, you know, like Seattle at twenty is an interesting spot. Maybe Detroit at eighteen is willing to take a, a first round pick in the future to move back to thirty one. Uh, it might be like 18 ish might, might make some sense to, to get some value there. So, um, 
yeah, I think that's a, that's about it. Uh, let's see. Did you, did, anything, is that about it for you? Yeah, yeah, that's about it for me. And frankly, I don't know that there's a player in this draft that's worth moving up that far for. I really don't. Like, even Big Broderick Jones, who I would love, that's a lot of capital to go up and get that guy. Yeah. All right. Cheddar Bob asks, where would Trent McDuffie rank amongst the 2023 draft class? I'm going to okay. actually go. I'm going to go. I want to see where. You're going to go pull up scores? Okay. I'm going to go pull up our. You're doing I'm going to go pull up our grades. You go ahead and. Because this is where vibes for me because I, I have not done cornerbacks the past two years. So this is just me rattling off here. I think that Trent McDuffie would be below a lot more guys than we think. And I love Trent McDuffie. I absolutely do. I'm ecstatic that he is a chief. This is an exceptionally athletic and exceptionally long cornerback class to the point where Trent McDuffie is going to get lost in the sauce with a lot of these guys just because I I think he's a better football player than Deontay Banks out of Maryland that's going to go in the first round of this draft. I don't think that there's a chance in hell that the NFL would have taken him before Deontay Banks, even though he's a better football player. It's the length. It's the potential. It's the athleticism. So I think Christian Gonzalez, Devon Witherspoon, Deontay Banks are almost surefire corners that are going before him. So he's at best, I think, CB4. But I can see teams having Joey Porter Jr. above him, so he would be CB5. Kit, who who else here? Because you got the numbers here. Well, so I'm looking yeah. at it. I'm looking at it here, and he would slot in around cornerback five for us. Okay. Uh, in this draft now. That cornerback five ranking. Let me double, let me look at this real quick. Uh, that would put Quentin or that would put uh, Trent McDuffie in the top sixteen ish, top seventeen ish. That's so who the corner class is though. That, yeah, that's yeah. not well. No, that's yeah, that's that's not far from where it's a little bit. Lo- it's a little bit lower than where we had him last year. So mm-hmm. he would slot in somewhere. You know, in he, I you know he might slot into the twenty. You know, the twenty sixteen to twenty range for us somewhere in there. That seems about. That seems about right. I think. I mean, for for where we had five, realistically, there's not typically five cornerbacks that are going before pick twenty. There's Duke they, this year, man. Yeah, there's just Duke. There's so just this year. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for twenty one questions. Thank you all so much for asking them. We appreciate everybody that did, and uh, we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.